One time. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, all I need is one mic. Oh, welcome to the time is now. I am your host, Mike Stafford. It is Tuesday, August the twenty-second. All right, all right, let's get it. We got AC from AC Sports Live in a place to be, and we got Tony from Sports Coffee in a place to be. All right, now back, we have season five of the time is now. Welcome back to the NFL. What do we project for this upcoming season? We'll talk about that. Now with the NFL back, that's NFL fantasy football. Back in a place to be once again. Fun times, we're going to talk about that. Has the cult of the running backs, have the running backs diminished in this new NFL fantasy world? We'll go ahead and see what that is. And of course, we're going to talk about the NBA. The NBA has the mid-season tournament. We're going to have a heated debate about that. We got so much to talk about and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and we will see you on the other side. All I need is one mic. All I need is one mic. All right, everybody, welcome to The Time Is Now. We are back in the building with a new episode. How we doing in the place to be? I got your favorite guys back in here because we're going to get into some NFL talks. Who better to talk to than AC from AC Sports Live? Yo. AC, you in the building? Yes, sir. Yo, yo, yo. And we also got Tony. Tony from um, Sports Coffee. Tony, what's up, brother? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Fantastic, man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. You got AC, former NFL player. Um, and then you got Tony, who is like a diehard, knows everything about football, especially his Broncos. We're going to jump into that really quick. We're going to jump right into it. Right now, with the NFL about to start, you see people getting paid. You got people who coming back, like Deshaun Watson, that played much last season. You got you got um, 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 Lamar Jackson, who got paid, and they and they retooled the whole offense, got all these different offensive weapons. You even got the Jets, you got Aaron Rodgers, and then they got they got Dalvin Cook and all these other pieces. The question is the O line. So you have all these different moving parts. I want to go division by division, if you guys don't mind. We'll give right five minutes or so each division to kind of break down what you guys may project this season and why. Tony, I'm going to start with you. We're going to start right now. We're going to start with the AFC East. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers. We already know what's happening with Tua Tungvaloa, maybe how he's coming back. What do you see happening in the AFC East this season? Man, in my eyes, you got to be careful with the Dolphins. If Tua can stay healthy, obviously that's a big if. They have dynamite. All the receiving, all the receivers they have, all the weapons. Their play calling is just real creative. Um, I think Buffalo is going to take a step back. Um, and, you know, of course, you have the Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Either that's going to go really good or really bad. You know, you just don't know. And I, the Patriots, I think, are going to have a down year this year. Uh, but I, if, if I'm going to bet, it would, I'm going to put my money on the Dolphins just because I think they're that creative this year. So the Dolphins to win that division? Yeah. As long as Tua is healthy. That's that's the caveat that I have on there. It's just, it all falls on Tua. That's okay. huge, Tony. That's huge, Tony. I feel like uh, put the guy on the phone with 
Tony Montana. That's yours. Don't don't mess with me. <laughs> don't mess with me, Tony. Hey, hey man. I like the Dolphins too, but I can't. I mean, I got as much confidence in Tua staying healthy as Anthony Davis staying healthy. Oh, tender <laughs> love. <laughs> and this is football, so I'm gonna go with the New York Football Jets and in the, in the AFC East, man. Because I, I, I don't know, man. I, got a, I just got an affinity for the guys who want hard knocks. I just fall in love with the team, and you know, they seem loose, they seem young and dumb, like they just don't really know. Except now they got Aaron Rodgers kind of hip them to how this works, and you know, he's durable. I can rely on him to be there. And you got a bunch of young guys in the right spots. Uh, pretty, you know, pretty charismatic head coach. And solid. Um, you know, I rode with the Detroit Lions last year that they would do better than they did the previous years because Hard Knocks gave us a little bit of a, you know, fanfare. Same thing is happening for me in the Jets. So I actually have the Jets and the, and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Let's go. Oh, wow. Wow. That's big. That's big talk from you guys. So when, I, when I'm when I'm hearing what you guys are saying, you're talking about the Jets and, and the Dolphins. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, I'm going to go with Old Faithful. I think the Bills are, um, even though I hear some rumbling about their wide receiver having some, um, this, this coming tomorrow, he wants to leave, doing the same thing he did in Minnesota, asking for his way out because he's whining he's not getting the ball enough. I'm like, bro, you, you're, no one's getting the ball more than you in the whole AFC East. But I digress. I still believe in the Bills. I still believe in their quarterback. I still believe they have the better team. The Patriots are a joke. They're done. Um, the Jets, they, their old line's just not good enough. I feel like the Dolphins have everything you need. But once again, I don't believe in Tua talking about Loyal either. And when I when we go we go into the Jets, the reason why I'm saying the Jets, I feel like the Jets are gonna have a rough start. I feel like the Giants defense maybe. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the preseason. But I know that their first six games are tough. That I remember. All right. So you start the regular season off. I think it's September 11th versus the Bills. Then the Cowboys aren't any sausage, and you're in big D. Then you play the Patriots, okay, maybe that's a win, but then you play the Chiefs. Okay, then you play the Broncos, well, I feel like it's gonna be better. Then you play the Jets, but they can probably beat them. So you see the first six games, you have the Broncos and, and maybe the Patriots that you might beat, but both teams can still beat you. Then you go against the Bills, Cowboys at home, Eagles, I just and the Chiefs. I just feel like they're gonna have a rough start to the season. So that's why I take my mind off the Jets. When I look at the Dolphins, similar. Dolph Dolphins have a, a pretty tough road ahead of them as well, but also, like I said, I don't trust Tua. So when I look at the whole totality of everything, I feel like the Bills are in the best position to win. They can just keep everything together, and of course, if their quarterback keeps their keeps the turnovers down, that's kind of what I'm looking at from the AFC East. So we're gonna move over to the AFC West. AFC West, we're gonna, you know, we gotta start here. This is this is this is me and Tony's division. He has the Broncos or the Ponies, and I got my Raiders, and that's the defending champions division in the Chiefs. When I look at the AFC West, um, I'm sorry, you AC. AC, who do you see emerging from this group, or who do you see as a surprise out of this group? The surprise is always going. Isn't the, aren't the Chargers in this in this group? Yes, the Chargers are also there. They're always going to be the surprise if they do anything. Like, I mean, how many years are we going to wait for Justin Herbert to really materialize into something they keep, you know, hyping them up to be? I like I like the Chargers, you know, preseason every year, but I'm not going to put money on them. Not even my two bucks. Um, until the, until you beat the champs, it's the champs. I mean, did they get did it get worse? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, they they might have gotten better with the guys getting healthy. Um, you know, Mahomes has got smarter. Andy Reid, Andy Reid. Until you beat them, 
I mean, I gotta go with them, man. I mean, I'm a I'm a, a pseudo Raider fan, being from LA um, over all these years, being a Bo Jackson fan and whatever it is, but and, and being a Devontae um, Adams fan, but that's I'm not a not a Garoppolo fan, so I don't mm. think the Raiders are gonna do much. I believe the Broncos will come in second. I believe um, Sean Payton makes that big of a difference. But I don't think Russell Wilson is is that guy anymore. I think he'll play better than he did last year, of course. And Sean Payton is a big, big step up. But it's still the Chiefs, man. Tony? I would definitely have to agree with you. I have the Chiefs winning that division pretty easily, actually. Oh, um, well, well, sounds so different from last season. <laughs> oh, no, no, dude. It, look, you have to you have to look at the Chiefs. You, I think they're better this year than last year. If you really look at their weapons and some of the young rookies that they had, now they're another year in the NFL, another year with Mahomes, another year in Andy Reid's system. So they're a juggernaut. Don't be shocked if they win 14, 15 games this year. Wow. Only uh, losing it, two? Yeah, dude. They're, they're good. Look, go through the division, right? They've won 14, 15 in a row against the Broncos. They haven't be- The Broncos haven't beat them since 2015. Can they probably pull one out? Maybe. But if you're betting on it, no. You're going to put your money on the Chiefs. Then can the Raiders beat them until you see them do it? You're going to say another two wins for the Chiefs there. So they got four. And then the Chargers are the one team that maybe can split with them. So you have five wins just within the division. Now, their schedule is going to be much tougher. But, dude, they're they're just a well-oiled machine. Don't be shocked to see them rail off 14, 15 wins. Second in the division is going to be a toss-up between the Broncos and the Chargers. It just it all goes back to health. If you're going to go based on the coaching staff, now this year I feel more confident uh, confident about our coaching staff. I didn't feel confident last year whatsoever with Nathaniel Hackett, and look what happened. The Keep sneak- my coaching much your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then, dude, um, this division just seems like those three teams are just all going to fight for second place. Because I got to give, uh, you know, as much as I hate the Raiders, they look great in the preseason, uh, but it is preseason. Preseason. So yeah. any one of these three teams can win the division. Of course, I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Broncos just because it's Russell Wilson. You hope he looks like old Russ, but if he looks like Russ from last year, dude, they're coming in fourth. That is the one team that could either be very good, like like I was saying earlier with the Jets, they could be either really good or the wheels are gonna fall off and they're gonna win four or five games tops. So you just don't know what you're going to get with them. They're the hardest team to put money down on. Um, and you just don't know what the Raiders going to, how they're going to look with Garoppolo so far. So, Yeah, I mean, I hear what you guys are saying. When, I, when I'm looking at this division, I'm li- I always like to look at the schedule, how you're going to start the season. That's when you can usually catch a good team slipping. They're trying to get back into it because a lot of the great teams, their preseason is the first two weeks of the season. They don't play in the preseason. Right. So you have the Lions coming out, even though the things they're playing in Arrowhead, but the Lions are coming out. That should be should be a potent offense that might be a shootout and the Lions can't squeak one by them. Then they got the Jaguars. The Jaguars are on an uptick and they're going to be in Jacksonville the next week after that. Then you have the Bears. OK, maybe that's easier. By that time, it's third week. They could get into the flow. But then October 1st, right there, Jets and Chiefs. That's a huge matchup. So when I'm looking at the way the season starts, they might get caught off guard, you know, but they've had seasons where they started off average and then picked it up late 
and their schedule doesn't seem to be that difficult. I mean, they are playing the Eagles this year. Um, they got the Bengals, so it, it can be tough. I can see them. I can easily see them winning 13 games as well, so I do see that. Tony, where you get that from? I'm going to go to my Raiders. My Raiders schedule isn't that tumultuous. Like, you have they, – they, they don't have a bunch of world beaters. Yeah, they play the Broncos week one. I know you're going to that game, um, Tony. Yes, I am. Yeah, but they play the Steelers. I don't, we don't know what's going to happen with them. We don't know what's going to happen from the Packers. We got the Bears, Patriots, the Giants. Like, we have these teams that are very beatable, in my opinion, on the schedule. So, outside of our division, outside of our division, our matchups like the Colts, we have all these teams that are, are lower tier that are, in my opinion, below the Raiders. So, if my Raiders can run off 10 wins, that's to me, is the surprise in, in that division. So, we're going to roll over. We're going to go to the um, AFC North. To me, AFC North is the best division in all of football. The way everything's turning around, Pickens, uh, Mike's looking to pick it up this year. Deshaun Watson finally back, the $230 million guaranteed man. Um, the Bengals did not get worse. Joe Burrow, if he's healthy, but that's a, that's a question mark. We'll get to that. And the Ravens seem to be completely stocked. They might be the one division that might send off three teams to the playoffs. I'm going to go with you, Tony. Tony, when you look at the AFC North, what do you see? The team that is scary there is the. Have you seen what they've done in free agency? Yes, sir. And they are pretty loaded. They've uh, picked up two veterans. They they picked up what is it, Clowney and Darby, which yeah. is great because now you're asked. Now you're going to ask maybe a rookie that you draft not to be the starter and to learn from these veterans. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why a lot of teams don't do this where they bring in a veteran for a year or two. And then let them take the rookies under their wing. And then that's how you continue developing these young guys. And what I mean by that is you teach them to be NFL players, not just to go out there and do whatever you feel like it. Hey, coach makes this call. And you, you go out there and just make the play. But you also teach them how to be an actual player, how to like, OK, maybe I shouldn't go out that night. Okay, maybe we'll go out this night. And you get it all the, the, the stuff in the background. So I think the Ravens, I mean, to me, man, they, they could be really, really good. Um, the Bengals, of course. That, that division's just loaded. That division, other than Cleveland, which I don't have high hopes for Cleveland, I think Pittsburgh's going to be better in Cleveland, to be honest with you. Wow. But the Ravens are... are I'm gonna go bang. I'm gonna go Bengals just because of Joe Burrow and Ravens right behind them. Literally a game off. Okay. Okay. And the other two can just flip at the, for third and fourth. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I agree with Tony, man. Um, when they added OBJ, just just because of his presence, I'm not sure how healthy he's gonna be. I know he works out like a beast with cones and on air um but you know when it gets to the game how's that knee gonna hold up you know coming off of you know uh consecutive seasons with that situation it's gotta be in his mind and it's on everybody's mind but that's kind of you know same thing with lamar jackson can he stay healthy so it goes back to tony's argument with the other teams if healthy um the ravens will be in the hunt if healthy Matter of fact, I got the Ravens over the Bengals if healthy because Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove um, with the big contract, um, being one who bet on himself, negotiating his own deal and all that good jazz. He has to play this year and he has the ability to do it because it's not one in which he has to prove that he's a pocket. So they still want Lamar to be Lamar, which is a beautiful thing. He doesn't have to go into the uh, McNab McNab mode and become 
um, or Cam Newton or has to prove I can throw from the pocket. But we still want Lamar to be Lamar, which gives all defenses fits. Now, them taking away the zone read play from offenses may hurt a little bit because um, I thought that was pretty, you know, tender, in my, in my opinion, by taking away uh, the zone read run from quarterbacks that run the football. No more front fake handoffs. I'm like, what is that? That's football. You know, that's mm-hmm. what, you know, that's, that was kind of, you know, kind of cheesy and kind of, kind of, uh, you know, petty in my opinion. But I think they could still run the zone read with the running back behind the quarterback and still be effective and that Lamar be Lamar. Well, AC, uh, well, well, not to cut you off, sorry, I just, cause I want to interject that part where you're still on it. You see, you see half, if not more than half of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL are black. So that play was usually set up for quote unquote running quarterbacks or black quarterbacks. And they're trying to find a way to make the Joe Burrows of the world more relevant. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you can call it what it is, but hey, I'm, I'm pretty sure um, uh, Allen runs it too in Buffalo. But, you know, but he's it, rare. He's very rare, but it's, it's there. And it's just, you know, kind of going back to, you know, what you want to call it. But, um, it is what it is. You still can't stop the kid from getting outside the pocket and being effective and throwing the ball and having a number one receiver, which he's never had. Who's he, who he had in the back in the past? Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. So now he has, you know, bona fide dudes and still has Andrews at tight end. And, you know, so I think they'll be very, very hard to beat. And the Bengals are still solid. And I agree, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Now, if Deshaun Watson keeps tripping, that UCLA Bruin had a great preseason. Dorian Thompson Robinson on his heels. I believe he'll probably get traded before the season's over because someone's going to pick him up because he played so well in the preseason. But, you know, I got the Bravens winning that division. So to go with that, AC, you said the um, the, the the schedule. I got the Ravens schedule. Like, mind you, they're already going to play the Browns twice. So that helps them if you want to say that. And the Steelers aren't great. They're going to play the Steelers twice within their own division. So they can split all of those or maybe even go three and four, three out of four out of those two. So then after that, you have the Titans, the Colts, um, the Lions, the Seahawks, the Cardinals. These are teams they're playing. Those are all, right. all wins. Yeah, the Mike, Rams. You- you have you know, to remember they got the schedule based on where they ended up in exactly. their division. Exactly, Lamar Jackson so that, didn't play mm-hmm. the last six weeks, and that to me is an advantage. You know, you you stockpile the roster, you get you pay your guy, you give um uh, 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 Lamar, who's already been the only unanimous MVP and actual number one receiver. If OD if OBJ stays healthy, if the team overall stays relatively healthy majority of the season say 15 or 14 weeks out of 17 th- th- there's no reason why they shouldn't be up there with the chiefs top teams in the afc I-, I i look at the ravens simply dominate this year and and i feel like this will be another lamar jackson mvp season um going to the afc south um that's kind of a joke of a of, of a of a that's probably the worst division in football so out of out of, out of sunshine for the jaguars I don't see much coming out of that division in the Texans. And I know they got the Colts at the number one pick, whatever the Titans. I, I just don't see anything. I, I think DeAndre Hopkins went to the Titans, correct? Yes, he did. That's the one shining light, but, but outside of uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars coming from there. I feel like the team that's going to win that division is going to win only like eight games, maybe nine at best. What do you guys think about the AFC South quickly? Remember the two years ago, it was the NFC least. We got to find a, a term for the AFC South. 
It's got to be the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst division in football. Easily. I don't think anything's coming out of there. I think Anthony Richardson starting is a bad decision. For the Colts, yeah. And it's just it's just going to be a dumpster fire, man. I mean, the Jaguars, yeah, they played well, but I'm not a believer in sunshine. Right. I got the Jaguars and then the Titans, Texans, Colts. Now, let me ask you a question about the Colts, guys. What are they doing? <laughs> Why are they allowing their running Ursa, back to man. go out there? And, like, come on, man. Ursa. You have a rookie. Okay. Look at what you just said. Why did they start him? And you're going to take a running back, uh, excuse me, a quarterback's yeah, best friend, which is the running game, away? Like, come on, Especially man. a rookie quarterback's doing? best friend. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you already know, look, the kid at Florida, he would, look, he had great flash plays that you're like, whoa. And then you had those head scratchers where you're like, huh, why would you not keep the running back? Why would you not pay Taylor? You're, you're, you have the money. Pay him. Even if it's a big front-loaded deal, you need to find out what this quarterback has. You need to find out how good he's going to be. Because if not, if you just completely are bad, guess what? You have another top three pick next year. And let me tell you, that quarterback class coming up, is much better than the one that just got drafted. Mm. All right. So, um, yeah, with, with that, we're going to stay in the South. We're going to go to the NFC South. In the NFC South, you have the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers, no Tom Brady, no Drew Brees, <laughs> Cam Newton, who? And 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 no, uh, who was the quarterback for the Falcons before that was Kelly went to the Super Bowl? I forgot his name already. Matty Ryan? Ice, Matt Ryan. So all these elite quarterbacks that were there. I mean, I know, I know, uh, Tom Brady was there for a season or two, but still, you had all the cream of the crop there. Now they're completely deflated in that division. But who knows? The Saints with Michael Thomas may be healthy for a full season. You got Derek Carr there. So when you look at that division, Tony, um, what do you see happening there? Man, look, I really like the way Carr looked with the Saints. Um, so far, he's looked really good. Believe it or not, besides the Buc- uh, the Buccaneers, I think they're all going to beat up on each other. And th- whoever wins that division is going to be within that one game. Yeah. Uh, it-, it might end up being a team going 9-8, and 10-7-ish. and seven-ish. But believe it or not, I think they're all going to beat each other up. And I think the Falcons are going to be much better than what people think. Oh, well, because of that, they're, they're really good running back to this guy. What's his name? Bajane? What is his name? It's not just the running back. If you really look at the, uh, their roster, the roster is young. They're pretty athletic. They have a, a nice, clean, like, like their defense is clean. Like, it's not, it's very underrated. That defense is very underrated. And what I mean by clean, like, if you look at the players, a lot of those players are making the tackles. I don't know if you've seen some of the preseason games. Even their backups look pretty decent. So I don't know. I, I got I got a feeling on the Falcons they're going to be a little bit better than people think. Got you. All right. So um, um, AC AC's taking a break real quick. So I'm going to go through it real quick. This division doesn't need. Um, it's kind of crazy because we're in the division. He played it. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, but he don't get to have a chime in on this. He probably jump in a little bit later when we get into the uh, fantasy football talk. But when I look at this division once again, I'm going go with my old quarterback Derek Carr. Um, I feel like Michael Tom. I feel like Michael Thomas just really didn't want to play with Drew Brees anymore. And then they had a um, kind of a figure out season last season. So he's like, why test it? I feel like he was healthy the last couple of seasons, at least healthy enough to play. But he knew that they didn't have a chance of winning. 
and he already got his money. He got his lettuce. So he's like, ah, I'm going to be injured. Because think about it. In the NFL, you're always injured. It's just a matter of can you play or not? Or do you want to play or not? And I feel like Michael Thomas for three seasons, at least for the last two, could have played. Now he's like, I got a real quarterback. I'm going to ball out. And, he, and he's looking to get a contract in the next uh, year and a half or so. So he's definitely going to ball out. So I feel like the Saints are going to shock. I wouldn't say shock anyone. When I mean by shock, they might win like 11, 12 games because their schedule is going to be piss poor. So and they, once again they're beating up in their division. In that division, they got six, they got six wins or maybe even at least four wins in that division easily in NFC South. You know, so um AC, since you're back in here, um, did you have any um take on the NFC South whatsoever or no? Nah, man, you know what I'm you know what I'm focused on. You know what I'm focused on. But we, I'm gonna get there, we're gonna get there real quick. <laughs> but, but next we're gonna go to the NFC West. And NFC West, we got the Cardinals, Rams, Niners, and Sea Chickens. All right, so we see. I, I hear that BMW. I know that BMW sound. <laughs> it's all about the Niners, man. It's all about the Niners. And the NFC South. Um, I mean, the NFC. Was it NFC North? And NFC West. Miguel, I'm on the wrong uh, speaker. Hold on. That's all my, right. Uh, That's all right. My car took I'll over. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. We can hear you. We just kind of muffled mu- a muffled sound, though. So, yeah, so I I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Tony until you're, you get your mic check. Mic check one two one two. Um, Tony, the, real quick it uh, picked, on it. Uh huh. It picked the wrong. Um, let me turn off my Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so Tony, when you look at the NFC West, um, do you do you see much of anything coming out of it? I mean, we know the 49ers are tough, but everybody else seems like they're depleted. What do you see coming from the NFC West if they have any chances of doing anything? Well, it's going to be the 49ers, and don't be surprised to see them in the NFC Championship game again. Uh, they're they're stacked. That defense is completely stacked from top to bottom. They're damn good team. Um, if Purdy is healthy, which I just saw him against the Broncos in that preseason game, he got one series, and he lit them up. So Purdy looked back to normal. I think they're going to be a really good football team. And don't sleep on Seattle. Seattle's team is pretty solid from top to bottom. So I'm going to go 49ers winning the division. Seattle right behind them. Not too far off either. And then the Cardinals and the Rams are just going to be dumpster fires. Got it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's, I mean, that's, that's it. There's nothing you really can debate can you hear me? about that. We hear you. Yeah, can okay, you cool. And, and, and that's why I like the Ravens. Yeah, we hear you. I can hear you. That's why I like the Ravens schedule. Because they play against the Rams. <laughs> they play against the NFC West. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, it's all on that strength of schedule. And then mm-hmm. also, what time do you, at what time of the year do you play certain teams? Like, so, like, and that's what I was talking to you about the Raiders and the Bronco game, game one. Mm-hmm. If it was in Vegas, uh, I would probably say Denver loses that game and the Raiders will win. But the Why? fact that the game, the fact that the game's in uh, Denver, mile high, that obviously you haven't you haven't gone to Denver, have you? I haven't. You haven't taken that. That altitude is no joke out there. Everyone that has gone out there with me for the first time, that altitude hits you. So you imagine you're a 280 to 300 pound defensive lineman, and this is early in the season. And think about it: you're not playing all these preseason. You're not conditioned games. yet. Yes, gotcha. You're not conditioned yet. So you see a lot of teams that go there, they struggle. And that's what I mean. So it all depends when you catch teams in the schedule. And there's like that Raven schedule is, is pretty favorable. Yeah. I think Denver's schedule is favorable at the beginning, but then it gets really hard and that's where the wheels might fall off for them. Yeah. 
um, you have teams all over the place that there's their schedule is so you know soft and it's soft early so it, it's just kind of getting in there and breaking them down and going wins and losses and then you'll start figuring out but just like now these teams are that I'm picking out it's just based on you know obviously I haven't been able to go through all the schedule right. but on, only on certain teams I have all right we're gonna roll over to the NFC North we got the Bears Lions Packers and Vikings um AC when you look at the NFC North you think about what's happened and transpired the last two seasons really um what do you think is going to come out of there and what what surprises do you see happening but the absence of Aaron Rodgers, man, I mean, who we got left? Justin Fields and Cousins as far yep. as quarterback, you know. Don't forget, don't forget Jordan Love. No love for Jordan Love? No love, man. I mean, I don't know. I I, I have no dog. In, I mean, only dog I have is when they say Justin Fields is as good as Jalen Hurts. That's my only, only thing I want to watch to see how Justin Fields develops. I like the kid. But I just don't know if it's anything worth watching in the in the NFC North. It's just just a bunch of cold teams. Nobody wants to watch play. I mean, I, I mean Detroit Lions. Yes. It's, 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 it's the Packers and Lions. Yes. Give me Lions. Give me Lions. Two bucks. Two hell of a bet. <laughs> when I look at the NFC North. Um, as I go through it, I think the Bears will be better. Um, I think the Packers will shock people because I feel like uh, Jordan Love, first time starting, I think in those couple years sitting back there watching Aaron Rodgers, that's what that's their culture down there in Green Bay. You sit back there, you watch the guy before you, and you come out better than you think. Now, but I feel like the Packers are a year away from actually making some noise. Um, the Vikings, this may be their last chance. They, they lost some key pieces, and, and Adam Thielen's no longer there. Dava Cook's no longer there. Yes, you have Justin Jefferson. They, he might have great fantasy stats, which we'll get into that later, but as a winning group, I don't know. So when I look at it, and, and we know Fields has DJ Moore. He has a receiver now, but he still doesn't make sound decisions with the ball. So when I look at that division, I saw what Matt Stafford did last year. Their defense started picking it up the second half of the year. Their offense is clicking. You're talking about fantasy numbers once again. These guys put up points. Talk about 30 a game. So when I see that, I feel like the Lions will be finally get the lion's share, but a bump of the wins in that division. And I feel like they'll be double-digit win team. I'll project them to win about 12 games. I feel like they're that dangerous, but they got a hard schedule ahead of them as well next season. Um, we're going to finish off with the NFC East. That is AC's division. That's those people over there. So I'm going to start with you, AC. The AFC, NFC East, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Commanders, who had a great preseason game last night or tonight, really, um, against those Ravens. It was a, one of the greatest preseason games I've ever seen. It went down to the wire, 28-29 with the Commanders. So when you see the NFC East division, what do you see shaking up in that division, sir? Now, now, I know it's getting good. We'll be right back at this short intermission. Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? No! Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. 
With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562-PDA-7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562-732-7888. What can I say? I love PDA. Welcome back to The Time Is Now. We're going to get into some more NFL action. Go ahead, AC. Right now, it's still Eagles at the top, and it's a fight between the Giants and the Cowboys for number two. The Commanders are still far off, in my 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 estimation. Um, it's going to come down to Danny Dimes and Des Prescott. Um, I, I, just, I just feel the Eagles are too strong across the board and got stronger. It's the it's the, the graduate school of the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, we've been just grabbing Georgia Bulldog players from the national championship team for the last two seasons, and just making our defense unbelievably fast. So I'm just happy with what we got as far as the young defensive, uh, you know, core, and then our offense. I mean, we lost our starting tailback, but we've always ran a three running back system. So we're going to be very strong there. Um, arguably the best receiving core. One of the best young quarterbacks, strong off the line, got our two veterans to come back one last season. Very strong, man. But the Cowboys, they, I think Dak put his own mark on his own back by saying he's not going to throw 10 picks. He's going to throw 12 picks. I say 12. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, his history's already out there. And then, you know, if they pay uh, Diggs at the corner, I don't know if that was a good idea because he's already giving up way too many yards for a guy that's getting paid that much money. So, you know, I got the Giants coming in second place. So, you know, fly, Eagles fly. Let's go. Let's go. You got Tony. I got the Eagles, then the Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. That, the Eagles are just stacked. And here, here's the difference between the Eagles from going into last season, how the season started. The schedule was soft for them, but that built confidence. And then obviously they got that, you know, the record they had, got to the Super Bowl. This year, you think that confidence is going to be sky high. And they're going to go into every game knowing they can beat the other team. So that's the difference. So you got the Eagles winning that division. I got the Cowboys coming in second, the um, Giants third, and then the Commanders obviously in last. All right. So you guys are really down on the Commanders. That's my cousin Phillips team. And I think I'm. I, this is what I think. People don't give EB Eric Bieniemy enough credit, and we're going to see that this year. Eric Bieniemy was under that genius over there in Kansas City for all this time, and I saw their preseason enough to tell me that the Commanders going to mean business. Commanders going to be probably close to 500, right above 500 team. I feel like the Giants are going to bring up the rear. I think by them not trying to really pay Saquon Barkley, it's going to affect that entire team. Um, now I, I got. I, I'm. Not, I'm. I'm willing to say this. I want to say the Commanders will be the second best team in the division under the Eagles. No, yep. come on, man. Two dollar bet. Two dollar bet. Who's the quarterback? I'm, Two dollar bet. I'm in on that. No matter. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Nope. I mean, Eric Bieniemy is not playing. He's just coaching. It's I know. Eric it's, from, it's not Eric Bieniemy, the player from Colorado, who can run. He has a game. He has to coach dudes. This ain't nothing about his you coaching do? acumen. It's about the dudes he has to coach. And these guys have Mike. to believe in the energy. It's loaded, man. It's, it's a talent-driven league. Not 
Amen. It's not about emotion in the NFL, man. It's about dudes, dudes that can get calls from the refs. It's all about veterans and, and, and stars. It's going to be rough for the rep commanders, man. They got some tough guys on defense. They're going to create a lot of turnovers. They got some really good wideouts. I mean, I think Sam Howell is good enough. I think I think it's like it's like oh who, who, like like the finance we got a quarterback you got Brock Purdy oh mystery relevant look at what he did I, I'm just saying I, I feel like they I feel like they have a creative offense I feel like they have a stout defense I feel like their division is not that strong because I don't feel like uh, Dallas can really scare anybody and I don't think the Giants are that good so if you go on your defense you, if you can win three out of four games against those two teams you already got a little jump on it and their schedule is not going to be tough but they Mike, have a pretty soft schedule I feel Mike like let me ask some, you. Yeah, who who has the better who has the better defense, Dallas or the Commanders? The Commanders. Dallas. Dallas nope, by da far. Dallas, nope. Dallas has more stars. You, we just said it. Diggs give out. He he'll give you deep bombs every time. He's always going to gamble on routes, and that's going to hurt them this year. I promise you that. that Dallas up. has more stars. See, I, I don't believe on paper. I feel like the def defensive unit and that D line for 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 the Washington Commanders is better, and they have an easier schedule. Uh, you, you worry about the quarterback? I saw enough of the preseason. These guys are decent enough. Uh, all they got to do is just not turn the ball over, and they're going to be in every single game. Hey, that's my projection. We'll see. Two out of bet. Both of you guys, two out of bet that the Commanders have a better uh, record than the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm in on that. You know that two dollar bet. That's 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 four dollars for me. Bet, uh, and that's a good one. I, 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 anybody listening on this podcast right now, go in the comment section. And see if you're gonna put a two dollar bet with me. Go in there and say two dollar bet in the comment section uh, on this podcast as we speak right now. Go ahead and do that as we speak. Only on Spotify. Got to be listening on Spotify to do that. All right. So with the NFL, we got that out the way. We're gonna get straight into some MLB. Just a little bit of MLB because right now the season's starting to shore up. We're, we're more we're two thirds, if not three fourths, of the season in. With the new rule changes, with the bigger bases, um, with 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 the no uh, movement of the uh, of, of, of on on the outfielders. Um, with the with the pitch count, all the things that's transpired, you need to have more athletic teams. You can't just have teams. You, you can't have teams just buy. The, the, you got the most talent. You can take all your time and hit those bombs. You can't do that anymore. So when you look at now, if you look at the records, you're going to if you're going to the American League, right? The Yankees. This 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 is what's going to show you how the the whole league has changed. The number one team in the AL East with 77 wins is the Baltimore Orioles. Let that sizzle in your spirit. The worst two teams, Red Sox and the Yankees. AL East. So when you see these rule changes, how it's transpired, the Twins are winning their division, AL Central. Okay, now the, now the Athletics going to be Athletics. They're going to move to Vegas soon anyway. They're trying to lose so that they don't count. The only team that's staying the test of time with all these different changes are my Warriors and the Giants. My Warriors, 76 wins with, with the next team next to them. They're 12 games behind. They're they're running away with the division because they shed weight with some of the players that are on their championship team, but they're just too old, too slow, can't keep the pitch count, can't do the different things out there that's making the division or making the game more athletic and, and making the game more exciting to the younger public. When you guys see the MLB right now and the changes that's happening, I'm going to go to you, Tony, first. What do you what what do you like the changes first and foremost? And and do you think it's better for the league? I think it's much better. It keeps the game moving much quicker, much faster. Um, I mean, have you gone out to a game? You go out there, you, you can get a game in in two and a half hours. And it keeps excitement, it keeps the pitch quick. Now, meeting after meeting, let me go ahead and drag this out. Batters calling for time. This is a really good thing. They needed to do this long time ago. Uh, 
as far as like the divisions and teams winning, you know, it's just baseball. Baseball is a crapshoot. Obviously, some of the better teams are always going to be really good as throughout the season. That's why the Dodgers are always going to be in the playoffs. They're just built that way. My issue with the Dodgers has been all through all the other years is that they're not really built for the postseason. And I know here I could already hear it. Oh, but they won a championship in 2020. That makes my argument COVID, right there. COVID year. Yeah, it was the COVID year. The season was what, 60 games long? Advantage Dodgers. The, it was short. Now you're back to normal. It's 100, 150 plus games. And so it's built for the Dodgers. Now I want to see, can they get it done in the postseason? Don't give me this, oh my God, look, we went 115 games, 110, 103. No, can you get it done in the postseason? And I think this year they can. Okay. But these new rules, I think it might be advantage Dodgers. What about you, AC? Well, I've been to the Dodger game recently, and it does go a lot faster. I went on my lunch break, and I got back to work with my boss and realized I was gone. It was pretty cool. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, man, I mean, you figure baseball purists are probably, you know, turning over in their grave right now. Uh, shout out to Bubba Dub, trash. But, you know, you got to make changes with the times like anything else. If this is how it's being played now, you got to go ahead and play, play small ball, uh, play a different brand of ball, and not, you know, just rely on pitching. Like a lot of teams which rely on pitching so much, they forgot to hit the ball. So I think that's kind of why the Dodgers have always been able to, to, to massage both being a, a strong pitching staff and a great hitting team because ultimately you need them both. So because sometimes you don't have five starters. You can't, you can't rely on those guys like – the Braves of the 90s or, you know, the, the Yankees of the 2000s, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, the, the, the changes are, are geared toward the fans. It's not necessarily for the game. And so the game will feel, you know, a lot more like uh, football's offenses. No longer run the ball at three yards in a cloud of dust. It's more of a fast-paced, fast-break type of uh, baseball game. And, you know, I, I didn't like the pitch count uh, shot clock, so to speak. It seemed like they were rushing the pitches. But it does make it's more of a strategy thing now. So I think it's pretty cool. I got used to it. But the old school old fogies, if you watch Moneyball and they're sitting around the table trying to pick players, they're gonna have to upgrade their 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 staffs and the scouts and kind of give the time like the like the Dodgers and make sure the Triple A guys are ready to go. So when they bring guys up, they can go. Like we lost so many guys this year. I'll say we because I'm a Dodger fan. But those those young guys came in ready to play. So we're right yeah. where we were last year. So it was it was, it was a great transition from Seager and all those guys we just lost to all the young guys they brought in. So I just think it's a time where a lot of a lot of managers, a lot of ownership have to just kind of say, hey, we got to go ahead and play today's brand of ball if we want to compete. I think it's cool. I think it's quick. It makes the game more exciting. Um, and then the Red Sox and the Yankees, they'll change next year. Watch. They, got, they owe a lot of money out there, so it may not be next year. It might be a couple years from now to get up under these contracts i'm once again um we, i could easily talk about the dodgers because you know we're all dodgers fans and we see and, I, and i'm going i'm going on kobe night which is september 1st you guys should go they, they're giving out a they're giving out a kobe bryant jersey but in, in a dodger uniform but with laker colors and then it's got an eight in the front and a 24 on the back just letting y'all know they those are giving out free on kobe night me and the whole family are going so just late september 1st y'all listening try to get tickets for kobe night at, at uh chavez ravine which is flooded right now um Real quick, the teams I want to focus on are like that's affected by these rule changes are the Reds, been ice of um, fire hot, and and then you have the Brewers who's doing that division, but the Reds are right there, 
And then you have in the American League, you have, um, I believe it was the Mariners who won the tear. And they're only two and a half games out of first behind the Rangers. So it's making the game more exciting. And it's making the teams of those cities where teams were not usually relevant, relevant again. And I do like it. And I, I've watched on TV. I've missed games. I remember a time I was like, because usually back in the days, you knew the game's going to last about four plus hours. So you say, you know what? I can take my time getting to the game. I'm only going to miss like two, three innings and still catch the seventh inning stretch. No problem. Now, you try to show up an hour and a half late, you don't miss most of the game. And, and if they had a really good, strong pitching game, you may not, you may get there and end the seventh inning. So um, I, I, I have to say I do like it. I have to adjust as well. I'm an old head, so I have to go to a game experience it for once to get my true opinion on it. But when I look at everything like that, um, when I, who do you guys predict to be in the World Series before we transition? Tony? I know. I got the – oh, so I got the Dodgers obviously going. Um, in the, um, I think it's going to be a rematch. I think it's going to be a rematch of 2017, Dodgers Astros. Okay, Astros right now are still trying to win the AL West, but it's possible. It's, it's still a lot of time left. Um, I, I, oh Tony, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, so I, I got the Dodgers and the Astros, just because obviously I want to see that, um, and I just think they're going to get hot. They just always find a way how to get hot get in the playoffs and just that that pedigree that they have obviously look uh i can dislike them as much as i want to for 2017 but guess what they came back and won won it just what last year they got their championship fair and square so you got to give them credit they got that championship pedigree they'll probably end up getting back there and facing the dodgers and the dodgers get their sweet revenge on them what you ac i like that scenario i don't even have a prediction but i like that scenario i would love to see Dodgers Astros, part three, real deal. Okay. Well, I gonna be a little different. I have the Dodgers like you guys, but I have the Dodgers going against the Rays. I got the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays going in there. They show me a lot this year. Um, their their pitching staff is shutting people out, keeping the scores low, and their and their bats have been really hitting for the last month and a half. So I got the Rays getting there against the Doyers. I think the Doyers are just a class of the NL. And the, and the AL, it's up in the air. One thing we can say about the AL is the Angels still suck, and they have the two best players in baseball. Shock. <laughs> it's like, that's just, I, like, I don't even know. Like, and I want to go to the game, but it's like, why? I, I want to go see Shohei. But I don't think Shohei's playing at home again for the rest of the season, for what I heard. So I think we're done with Shohei for the can season. I, can, can I do a tangent, Mike? Go ahead. You have the two best players in baseball for at least three to four consecutive years, and you're still in the dumpster fire. Who's to blame? Um, just, that, that's got to be that's, that's two. That's management and ownership. The I mean, owner, Marty. straight up. Sorry to yeah, sorry to cut you guys off. That's on the owner because I'm I'm gonna help you vent on this one. He's the one that decided not to trade him last season and this year. You know why? Because he can't stand the fact that Otani is gonna end up wearing either a Dodger uniform or, or a Yankee uniform. Yeah. Yep. And he can't stand that. So he didn't want to trade. Could have been they should have traded both guys away already. They should have just tore the band-aid off and just started from fresh because they're not gonna win. They're not gonna win next year. Even if the Otani were to stay there, do you really think they're gonna cough up seven hundred million dollars? Yeah, you heard they, that. Seven hundred million dollar ten year deal. That's well, what it's gonna take. With the Bryce Harper deal a few years back. And he in eventually equals a championship and for the Phillies, my other team. And 
You figure the Angels don't want to pay him, but they've held on to Mike Trout forever, never mm-hmm. got him held. So, like, why keep a guy and not get him, like, get a championship out of him? Like, spend the money to get the other guys around him before you lose him. Maximize him. Like, NBA NBA franchises don't do that. They try to win a championship at all costs, even in football. Rookie deals. You max it out like, like the Rams did. We're going to max out and try to win one, even if we got to pay Todd Gurley. And, and we got a championship. Now we, we suck for, for four years. But it's the price you pay to be a champion. The Angels yep. ain't paid since Mike Socha. So I don't know, man. It's crazy. They're wasting these guys crying years. When I think about it, the person that should have been traded was Trout to, to gouge teams for their farm system. Trout should have been a Dodger. Let's just keep that playing. Trout, Trout could play. Trout is an NL player, in my opinion. You, you put Trout out there and let Trout play for the Dodgers, and then um, that could have helped him with their farm system, and maybe Shohei could have been, you know, showcased better around that kind of talent because he pitches and hits. That brings me to my next point. That's another reason why Shohei needs to stay in the AL because he's he's going to do something that's unprecedented, and they took that away from Babe Ruth they, they, to to pitch and to hit. He needs to stay in the AL, and the team he needs to go to is the Yankees. He can stay in the AL. He will his his stardom will grow to super super supernova heights, right? There's games on the, both sides now, though, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't yeah. matter, Mike. There's DH what? in National League now. Yep. You said you said a DH in American League. No, in National both. League. Well, yeah. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's a DH in there's a DH in the National League, but the, the pitchers don't hit. They do. Yeah, but he can if he wants to. Wait, wait, wait. And when, when did it start in the National League where the pitchers hit? No, no, you mean where they have a DH. So are you going to take the bat away from Otani? Of course not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so even in a, a National League, he has an option whether to hit or doesn't hit. Oh, He's his own saying. DH. Yeah. So. He, 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 could, he, could, he could DH every game yeah. and then pitch every in his cycle. Yes. Yeah, it, it wouldn't matter. Look, a guy like him, this is a, the Angels are, are foolish. They're, they're a dumb organization. Yeah, I'm saying it. Everyone in Anaheim can get pissed off. They're dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb. Okay? That is so stupid. That's you your Spanish have, brother. Dude, think about this. You have a unicorn. This guy... All right, let me ask you guys this question. Is Otani the best player right now in major league baseball not even close right okay now. is otani a top five pitcher in major league baseball yes right yep you have a two and one so now let me ask you another question if he's the best player in all of baseball of course as you don't want to trade him away but you got nothing for him and guess what you're gonna get nothing for him so let me go back to my point this guy's the best player in the planet earth and let's say he didn't pitch and you're gonna pay him how much is he gonna get a year if he didn't pitch probably like a year probably about 45 50 if he didn't pitch okay now same guy otani is not a hitter but he's a top five pitcher how much is he gonna get a year about 50. let's just be conservative another 40. My, my, right, um, forty plus forty. Forty, forty. So, so you let's, about, let's you just say nine hundred. You say about nine hundred thousand. No, no. So, million, so, sorry. so I said forty and forty. That gives you eighty. You have. I said this two years ago. It's gonna take six hundred to six hundred and fifty million on a ten-year deal to get that guy signed, because you're paying two players and one. And if I'm Otani, 
I'm asking for an early opt-out after four years to keep pressure on the organization. Because think about it, he's he's in his mid-20s. He can opt out at the age of 30. And think about, he might be the first billion-dollar player you see on a full $1 billion deal ever. Not ever. As, besides the soccer. Besides the yeah, soccer. Okay, okay. I'm, ta- I'm, talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about as far as Major yeah. League Baseball. Yes. And that's what I mean. The Angels are that dumb. They could have traded him and they could have gutted an organization, not just for their young talent. You could have asked for two starting pitchers and another two fielders out there and start building your product up. But you know what they did? They decided not to do it. Now he's going to walk away with nothing and you might get a decent package for Trout because he's only getting older. There's my little rant. <laughs> That's a tough one, man, because it really their biggest issue is they don't have a good enough farm system. And they just they just they just draft excellent play two excellent players and just sat on them. You know, and um it's unfortunate because like, all these other good teams, like the I'm gonna go back to the Dodgers, they have an excellent farm system for the last decade now. So that's part of the reason why they're always in it because they have a good farm system, great management. Um, ever since ever since Magic Johnson came along, they got the magic touch. I'm just gonna say it. So um it is what it is, man. But we got a transition. We did skip over something that was pretty vital because we're about to have this happen in the next couple of weeks. Thank you guys for paying your fantasy dues. Bro, we got fantasy football. We just football. We just skipped right over that. Fantasy yes, football. We just, we just go over a little bit. We won't go into too deep until probably the draft week, first season, first week of NFL. But we look at the, the fantasy football. This is looking to be probably the best fantasy season in a long time. We're talking about the value of running backs being diminished exponentially and we see that with we see that with the with, with the money being made you're seeing now in a lot of mock drafts where you're getting one or two running backs drafted if, it, if it's a 10 or 12 player league in the first round you're seeing where 65 percent of the players picked in the first round are wide receivers ac i'm going to you my brother who played in the nfl how, if you was to put a mock draft together, I'm not trying to t- figure out who you're trying to pick, but who to me would you say is, or just give me the overall synopsis of how you see the fancy going this year uh, um, uh, moving forward this season? It's just a matter of your draft selection, you know, like which pick you get, because the numbers don't lie in fantasy. You know, you go CMC, you go Jettas, you know, and Kelsey. You know, you figure the guys are just going to get spoon fed the ball, not situational running back goal line you know situational type guys but you know certain offenses certain offense according to personalities you know it's not even about starting them anymore like we were we were drafting Jonathan Taylor for what three years straight and just just hoping he'd be healthier in CMC just to hopefully he's healthy but now you're kind of like well shoot who's gonna give me two tubs a game I don't care receiver or receiver or running back Give me two tubs a game and 100 yards. It depends on if you're in a per-catch league or straight-up league. You know, if you don't get one of those top five guys, then you got to go to best available, and that goes right to the quarterbacks. I remember about five years ago, we were in the draft, Mikey, and I, I drafted, um, I think, Aaron Rodgers. And you were like, the quarterback this early? And I'm like, he's going to score three tubs a game. He's going to spoon-feed you know, all his receivers and he's going to get his stats because he does not have a running back. It's a matter of 
use their common sense and not these. They don't know everything. Sometimes you gotta go by what you know in full. So these authors according to today, they're being paid to feed their stars. So if you see a star in an offense that is high powered, go for your gut. Get the guy you know is going to score one or twice, once or twice a game and give you a hundred yards. And the running back position is not a home run no more. And you know, Derrick Henry, CMC, guys like that. And you know, oh, sometimes Derrick Henry gets shut down versus the defense. You mess around tonight. Now in the hundred yards. The next game, he scored three hundred, you know, three hundred yards, three tubs. So we don't, you never know. And that goes back to what your strong point is, Mike. Schedule watching. I don't know if guys do that. But actually picking their team based on the schedule and the bye weeks and then planning out for your specific fantasy league wins the championship and who's going to still be playing. All those different factors play in. So it's going to be an exciting season, especially with our leagues, because you've made the adjustment. So we got to have to plan accordingly. Okay. Tony? Receivers. Now, now, I know it's getting good. We'll be right back at this short intermission. What time it is? This is my favorite part of the show. It's a happy birthday, so let's go. Demi Lovato turns 31, and Khalees turns 44. Usain Bolt turns 37 this week, and Andrew Garfield, that's the Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Man, turns 40. Corday turns 26, and Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers turns 30. Fred Durst, Bob with the Bob, the Bank. Oh, that's not him. Wrong one. Fred Durst. You know who he is from one of them groups. Fred Durst turns 53. Lil Yachty turns 26, and LaMelo Ball turns 22. Al Roker turns 69, and Rachel Ray turns 55. Adam Thielen turns 33, and Kirk Bangs turns 34. Kiki Palmer, Kiki Palmer, stop cheating on your man. <laughs> Kiki Palmer turns 30. Seth Curry turns 33. And Loretta Devine turns 74. Evan Ross turns 35. And Jeremy Lin, insanity himself, turns 35. James Cardone turns 45. And Macaulay Culkin turns 43. Vince McMahon turns 78. And Jimmy and Jay Uso turn 38. Chris Pine turns 43. And Reggie Miller turns 58. Ty Burrell turns 56, and Melissa McCarthy turns 53. James Harden, find a team, my brother, he turns 34. Beanie Man, them girls, them sugar, he turns 50. Mario turns 37. Loaded Lux turns 39. And Scott Kahn turns 47. Tom Ford turns 62. And Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul, oh yeah, from um, Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul turns 44. Dave Chappelle turns 50. Mace and Betha turns 48. The Great Khali, he turns 51. Billy Ray Sizes, Aki Breaky Hearts, turns 62. Yolanda Adams turns 62 as well. And Savannah James, that's, that's LeBron James' wife, Savannah James. She turns 37. Tim Burton turns 65. And Shonda Wilson from Grey's Anatomy, she turns 54. King Harris, that is T.I.'s son. King Harris turns 19. Caesar Milan, that's the dog whisperer, he turns 54. Keenan and Kel, Kel Mitchell. He turns 45. Gene Simmons turns 74. My cousin Melanie turns 35. And finally, finally, finally. Um, that's actually Melanie is our final. Now it's time for our honorable mentions. 
River Phoenix passed away in 1993, would have been 53 this past week. Isaac Hayes passed away 2008, would have been 81. Rocky Johnson, that is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's father, passed away 2020, would have been 79. Wow, 79. Kenny Rogers passed away, don't have it here, sorry, but would have been 85. Sean Connery passed away 2020, would have been 93. Regis Philbin also passed away 2020, would have been 92. Mother Teresa, I did have hers. I believe she passed away in 1998. I remember that. She would have been 113. Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, passed away just a couple of months ago, would have been 71. Wilt Chamberlain, passed away 1999, would have been 87. Kobe Bean Bryant. Tragically died in that helicopter accident. One of the worst days of my life. Kobe Bryant passed away 2020. Would have been 45. And finally, probably the worst day of my life. Elgin Stafford, my younger brother. Tragically passed away 2012. Would have been 35 this week. But that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. Welcome back to The Time Is Now. We're going to get into some more fantasy football talk. Go ahead, Tony. Tight ends. The end. Just get yourself (laughs) the best receivers you can and the best. If you can get a top five tight end, you're going to you're going to get points. You're going to get your fantasy points. You're going to get them quick. Uh, That's really the formula, because, look, you can get a so-so quarterback and even so-so quarterbacks put up stats it was the quarterback from um, Washington last year um, and I needed an emergency quarterback and I just picked him up he gave me like three touchdowns in a game <laughs> and he threw like 285 yards three touchdowns and that's you why know his name. you don't know his name yeah I don't even know his I was like I need a quarterback I my guy got it hurt wasn't Haskins. I, was, I think Haskins passed away last year no no it wasn't Haskins it was the uh, Heineke or oh yeah, it was Heineke. Yeah. Heineke, Heineke ball last year though. Yeah, yeah, and, and I was like, oh, I'll just, I, I'm gonna have to take him. I don't have a choice, and he balled out. It's just you got to go receiver, tight end, you know, quarterback, tight end, right in between there, and then you leave the running backs for for right in the end because either you're gonna get a cream of the crop type uh, running back. Excuse me, running back. You're either gonna get like the top tier because after that. Dude, you're, it doesn't really matter. Just name the fantasy-wise. Just do the numbers. The numbers back it up. Just, you're better off drafting more receivers and then waiting good, until you're running back. Sorry about that. That's a good point because last season was a weird season because the running backs are by, is by committee now. So you could get a guy give you yep. 140 yards, but he might not give you a touchdown. So what do you got? Then you might have a guy who runs in like in the end zone. So he's getting six points or eight points because he's getting the end zone calls and the other guys getting like 10 points. Like, ah, I really needed you to give me 15 or 14. So it's kind of tough. So it's like I go back to Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people were drafting Pollard way before Zeke. Zeke was going like six round. I'm like, what the hell was happening? Now, obviously, he's off the team, but he was becoming just a goal line back. But that hurts you. It's like, so that actually hurts Pollard, too. 
So, like, because you're splitting downs, you're going to have Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall do that this year. So it's like Dalvin Cook's number is going to go down. So it's like it's really tough to get a running back. Like you said, uh, AC, you get, like, uh, um, the juggernaut and Henry, and there's a couple other guys after that. Who do you have? I think it's the same thing with the tight ends. The tight ends, you said top five. Well, shoot, there's only really five tight ends. Everybody else is kind of after the top three, it drops off precipitously. You yep. know, so we, we might see Darren Waller have a resurgence now that he's relocated because – um, but we got to go ahead and see how that's going to pan out because, like last year, um, I was shocked that Devontae Adams still balled out. He's in a whole different situation. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, but guess what? He still got his numbers. So, wide receiver may be just the way to go. And, and you guys, the last point with quarterback, we have a, if you have a 12 team league, you could go 20 deep quarterbacks in the league and still have good numbers. You, you could go 20 deep, that quarterback still may give you an average 18, 20 points a game. So you can still get 20 points out of your quarterback, and he's like, you can get him off the bench. You get him off waiver wires because you're going to only have 12 starting quarterbacks in our league. You got another eight down that are still pretty good. So mm-hmm. um, you're right. You're definitely right. You might, you might have to get quarterbacks late unless you're getting uh, a Lamar Jackson, a, a Jalen Hurts, or, or Patrick Mahomes. Ma- yeah. Maybe even maybe even uh, Josh Allen. That's it. Burrow, maybe. You can get Burrow in the third round and still be good or fourth round and still be good. Um, so, yeah, man, the fantasy is going to be very interesting. I appreciate you guys for paying your dues on time. We still gotta, I still got to record, re- recruit four guys in one league and three in another. Goodness gracious. So, um, for we only have a two weeks left before draft. So, anyways, that's going to be fun. We're going to cap it off here. Um, we got to talk about this. The NBA season is actually right around the corner as well because the way they keep shifting everything around, they really stretched out the NBA season, adding tournaments midseason, extending the all-star break. So now the NBA season starts October 24th. It used to start on the 31st or 30th, October 24th. Back in the days, it started beginning in November. Now we're in October 24th, which is like a few weeks into the, uh, like four weeks into the NFL season. So, oh no, no, it's about six weeks. But anyways, nonetheless, October 24th, is when the NBA season starts. Now, the thing that's that's shaped up, that's been talked about, what's been added is the mid-season tournament. I'm going to break it down real quick. The mid-season tournament does not add games to the NBA season. Uh, it does not add games. We got, we got to make sure we highlight that. It does not add games. What it does is add, it adds importance, if you will, to some games because it has incentives for players to make more money. Right, you have bottom freedom team, bottom feeder teams who have a chance to have something because they have zero chance of winning an NBA title. We know that. We know there's about five to six teams that have zero chance of winning an NBA title that season, and that could take away from the games and ticket fare. So, with that being said, the 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 midseason tournaments begin November third. I'm gonna break down the pools real quick, and that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna go pool by pool like we were kind of doing the NFL. But we're doing pool by pool. So we're going to start in the East. We have East A. We got AC 76ers. We got the Cavaliers. We got the Hawks, Pacers, and Detroit Pistons. But you guys see, and oh, real quick, everybody plays each other twice in their pool. Whoever wins, whoever has the best, it's like soccer. Whoever has the best record in their pool, they automatically advance. Okay? And then they go to the next round. And then the final rounds, the semifinals rounds, are going. they're going to play in Vegas on um, neutral location. And then the winners, the, the winners are the only teams that are paying an extra game. They're going to pay like 83 games. That's the only extra game in, in, this, in, the, in the season is that um, as a championship game. So back to the pool, East A, 76ers, Cavaliers, Hawks, uh, Pacers, Detroit, Pistons. I'm going to go to you first, AC. Who do you have winning that division since I know your 76ers are in it? Who do you have? 
successful, man. Winning that pool. Winning that pool. I mean, I mean, it's too early for anything. And the way James Harden is, I don't know what to do. But mm. as far as yep. the tournament idea, yeah. I think it's a grab. I think it's, I think it's a list have by the NBA just being greedy, man. I don't, I don't know why. I think the NBA has one of the best products in all sports entertainment. Um, so I don't have any any like argument except questions. Like why are they doing it? I think it kind of lessens the the tradition of an 83 game season. Or I mean, 82. How many games in the season? 82 games, right? Um, I don't know. 82 man. games. Yeah. I don't, I don't even have a. I, I, I thought it was just someone thinking about doing it. They're actually doing it. So I'm kind of like an old decrepit old geezer on my front porch saying get off my lawn why are we doing this it makes no sense to me why they're trying to get a taste of march madness or something i don't know if this is going to help Good point. it's just them reaching like the elam rules for the all-star game we're just trying to make things interesting the regular season is already interesting i don't know if they needed to do this so um you know but i'm just kind of going into why man i don't have no i have no thought about it except for why I, I can answer this, but if, if Tony, if you want to jump in and, and, and talk about that or whatever, cause we can skip the pools. We were kind of early on it. That's not to November 3rd. We can talk about that actually. Like, so AC has a good point. We don't know how to, we don't know what's happened with Portland and Dane. We don't know what's happened with Miami yeah. because of Dane. We don't know about 76ers. So we probably could table this for a couple months, but um, so let's just get into the, um, having just the tournament itself. Do you want, do you have any, um, any concerns, any questions, any feedback? Cause I, 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 I can still don't know AC's how to feel. Part. I still don't know how to feel about it. Obviously, I'm a purist when it comes down to basketball. You you know, I think the, the regular season is just fine. Uh, can they make little tweaks? But nothing this major, nothing this big. I, I guess I have to see it and let's see how we feel about it after the tournament to see what kind of level of intrigue came out of it. So I just don't know how to feel about it. I was okay with the way how it was before. So maybe this is, might be a good change. But since we haven't seen it, we just, I don't know how to feel about it just yet. So okay. that's where I stand on it. All right. So I got this for you guys. Um, I'm going to slow down. We all know I have a tendency to talk fast. We go ahead and sip on some of this Tito so I can slow down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because the, the listeners need this too. I'm glad to have you guys on here, you old heads. Let's let's slow it down. So when it comes to mid-season tournament, we have we're Tony and I and AC. This is your second favorite team in the Lakers. We have the luxury of having teams that are usually in it every year, have something to play for. So we are very vested into the season. You have other teams, like especially nowadays, like the Pistons. You even have the Pelicans. You have a lot of these teams, the San Antonio Spurs as of late. You know, the the, the Magics who have never been relevant since Shaq has left. You have all these teams that have nothing to look forward to when the season begins. So having something like this can give them something to aspire for. I'm going to slow it down real quick. Let's go again. So this has already been an experiment with the NBA. We all know that the WNBA is subsidized by the MD, NBA, right? The WNBA has what they call the Commissioner's Cup. It's the same thing. It's a midseason tournament. They've been doing it for three seasons now. See, so you guys don't watch WNBA. You know they've been doing it. It's been very successful. It's actually been bringing more fanfare in. As you guys noticed from last season, their, their numbers are up exponentially for fanfare. And I believe that Commissioner's Cup has helped that. 
because you have because we know that they only have 12 teams in that league so you're like how many players have a chance like right now they have two dominant teams we already know it's gonna be between the aces and and and, and, the, and the liberty maybe the suns can get in there but we'll have to go ahead and see so at the end of the day the commissioner's cup itself i'm going to tell you this final point about it it doesn't add any games to the season and, and once again, it gives you another title to, to try to look forward to achieve. Look at the NBA right now. The last five MVPs have been foreigners. A lot of these foreign players, they have these midseason tournaments in their basketball league. Luka Doncic is used to this. You know, Jokic is used to this. Giannis is used to this. This is what, this is what they got. And so these guys are excited about something like this because they're like, oh, this is like back home. Then you have a lot of these guys from these other countries. Maybe MB's not used to this, but he's used to soccer and how their rules are. Soccer's been doing this for years. The number one sport in this world is soccer. And this and this is the one your American sport that is literally global. We have actual leagues in Africa. We have actual leagues in, in Asia. So, and of course, Europe. So when you look at the totality of what this league is doing, what they're trying to become and how they're growing the brand, and mind you, back it up a little bit. A lot of people weren't feeling the 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 the, the, the play-in game scenario. Look how that's working out. Like the teams, like the Lakers. Who knows if they even make the playoffs or other teams? How they shake it up? Like like the Warriors and other teams like that. It makes a big difference. You have a lot of fans for the first year of the play-in tournament. Yeah, the Lakers versus the Warriors. Can you beat that? So when you look at the way that that Adam Silver is making, the, he, he's pretty much eliminated people tanking. Like, like you, because the the percentages of the chances of getting the number one pick doesn't always go to the worst two teams. Now he split it up evenly over the worst five or six teams. So when you look at that, I like these changes. I think the midseason tournament first year will be a hit, and the next two years will be a mess. But after LeBron James and all the old heads of the league are gone, you have all these young players, and the league's going to kind of um, level out a little bit because a lot of the old heads will be gone. First. And I, I look forward to stuff like this going forward. Question, Go Mike, what? How will a mid-season tournament be any different than the All-Star game as far as who cares if you're the oh. All-Star? Oh, so, you're, so the, you're, yeah, wait. it's a, it's a, it's a JV championship. Come no, on. it's not. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, 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 let's I have, I, I, I'm going to take the other side on this. It sounds like a JV championship to me, but... Please but it break it down. But but it isn't. Because the reason why people say, oh, they're going to take off because these are regular season games. These wins still um, helping your standings or making the playoffs. Do Popovich, so now, does Popovich care about the midseason tournament? No, maybe not, but his players do. Especially all those teams with young players who don't have big contracts. Do you, you get a the, ring the, for it? You, you I don't know if you get a ring, but I know you get a trophy. They, they might so, know in the NBA. Know in the NBA, so, they'll probably give you a ring. So you know do who, you get a banner? You know who's in, you know who's in heaven? You know who's in heaven saying soft? Stern. Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Kobe, exactly. Oh, Kobe. <laughs> exactly. Come on, Mike. No, nope. I disagree. You know why? Because Kobe Bryant is a soccer head, owned a soccer team in Europe, and he likes the way those games are played. He likes those rules. So I say no. Kobe Bryant is more of a Euro player than an NBA player. The man played in Italy. Nope. I, don't, I disagree. I don't, I don't think that's going to make these dudes play any different in the midseason. I do. I disagree. I think Congrats. I think teams like I think teams like the Rockets, the Spurs, the Thunder, and the Magic are going to give you fit. Now th th those games you can't chalk them up as losses. You can't so, you can't chalk them up and say that's a so dub Mike. When you go this, this is just like for teams like that. Congratulations for congratulating them for participating trophy. 
that's what that is. Point, but, but you're missing the point. Now, because these teams have something to play for in, in November and December, it's going to be hard. Now, now teams can just, I'm just going to bench my player. Okay, good luck. You got an L. And that L can come back to haunt you when, All right. you, when, you're, when you're fighting for the top six seed in, in, your, in your conference. So the GMs have already mapped out the schedule on what games they must win or must sit, guys. Does the winning, do the winners of the JV championship get more draft picks or home court advantage, or what's the benefit of winning the midseason tournament? Well, they they have they have they have some sort of pride, but they get more money. Money is the deciding factor. There. These guys are all loaded, man, and they don't care. About nah, them. not not the young guys. They don't have the big contracts, and, and so they benefits. Do, they don't. They don't. They're not gonna get. They're gonna get thirty five thousand dollars for a win. It's more than $35,000. No, man. No, no, no. They, they, they each get a million dollars. A million dollars for winning. Yes. So you're telling me right now, a lot of these players don't make a million dollars in a game. This, is, this one game, I win, I'm I get a million dollars. Is the NBA going to pay NBA players a million bucks for a win in a JV tournament midseason? Yes. Yes. That's I the difference. You I you have rookie you have rookie contracts right now. These guys are making seven million no, for the no, season. No, no, no. If they are going to pay them that much, you know, play hard. But the veterans so, ain't going to play. But, oh, that, exactly. So there you go. So now go ahead and not play. Instead of some, instead of you not taking this game seriously, and it was usually going to be them rolling over and getting a W. You're not. It's now the the records. You're not going to have sixty win teams if that happens. You're going to have teams lucky to get fifty six wins. Because you're gonna have young bucks midseason taking you to the to the clinic. You, you're gonna have games mean something because you have teams who are now have something to play for. That's why I think it's important because these guys yeah. like if it's anything else, we get more money. And this one game I win, I get a million dollars. That's some of these guys, they make that one point five, two point six for the whole season. Then that would make things more interesting. If it's like that, like it's a Rucker Park game and some serious money on the line, people's lives in danger. You know, Fat Joe and Jay Z about to come to piss the cuff at the big boy. You know, you you change the stakes a little bit, then yeah, it does change. The, I mean, this is what the WNBA needs. They you have know, it already. They have the Commissioner's Cup. I, I, had it for know, three seasons. I, I haven't watched that one game of the Commissioner's Cup in WNBA, and but I you like don't watch WNBA, WNBA games. I don't watch enough. Right. I don't know I know enough about you know why this is important. I'm more concerned about you know. The, the 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 rivalry between two young ladies who played to get each other in high school, played against each other in college, and they're playing for the championship and they don't like each other. You know, some kind of storyline behind there. And then on top of that, they can they can both play. You know, I, I you know I don't want to see the Rockets play against the Sixers for no you know midseason because NB against you know the funny style Rocket dudes that that be humping each other in, a, in hotel rooms. You know, I don't want to see that. It won't be because I told you they play pool play. So in your pool, like, okay, Rockets are in Denver, Clippers, um, Pelicans, Mavs, and Rockets are in the same pool. All those teams are going to play each other twice. Whoever has the best record out of that represents that pool, just like soccer. And JV, you going to be out there balling for that million. You're going to have the Rockets balling out, trying to trying to destroy the champs. The max it, contract dudes ain't going to play. Okay, that's okay. You tell me, Jokic ain't gonna play, and Jamal Murray not gonna play? No, man. No, look, they got bigger. They got bigger fists to fly. Look, they got they're they're play. gonna okay. They'll play. Okay, they'll play. Fine. We're gonna take Mike's point of view on this. But Mike, let me ask you a question. All right. Let's just say you know me, Tony is a Laker fan, which I am, and you are not a Laker fan. Let's say you're a Houston Rocket fan, 
And yep. for some reason, you won that tournament. And let's say the Lakers, for some reason, won this NBA championship. Yep. And you walked in the room. Do you think I care about you and your little JV championship and a battle? Oh, We're no. gonna laugh you on out no, of here. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, let's let, let's 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 slow it back let, down again. Let, uh, let the okay. Clippers win one. Let, 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 yeah, oh, they, oh, they, they made this for the Clippers. They made it for the Clippers. This is oh, exactly what may, Bomber may, put maybe, this. Maybe you're right. Bomber paid enough money to get himself a banner. Fine. Hey, this listen. is what this is. Listen, they, they, they this even is have the a, they, NIT versus the Y'all forgot. Y'all forgot. They have an award now for the Western Conference champion, like the MVP of the Western Conference. Like you know, and, and, and they have the Western Conference Finals champion or, or, or MVP. They, they have the Magic Johnson and Larry Bird awards now. They, they're adding awards to give more credence to say, hey, you didn't win a championship. Like if this, if this, if they had way back in the days, Kobe and LeBron would have way more accolades. Because LeBron would have all these Eastern Conference Championship MVPs because he was losing to the Warriors and other teams like that in the West. So they brought those things along so they, they don't want to diminish second place. Same thing. This is going to give you a nice ribbon. All right? So, but teams like the Lakers, no, we don't care about this. We, we're I, I, Okay. Lakers and the Nuggets are, are don't give a damn. And even the Suns won't care about this. Even though the Suns ain't won nothing. They're not going to care, but the Bucks, they're not going to care about this. I I understand that. But now, when you bench your players, when you bench AD, Portland might beat your ass that night. Excuse my French. And because That's... you do that, that could be the difference of you having, especially in the West, that could be the difference of you having the fourth seed and the seventh seed losing these pool games. That's my point. That's Mike, why. Just, that happens now important. anyway. No, yeah, the it doesn't. GMs have already mapped that out. They've already done the math. We, got, we can sit 80 tonight. That's what they've been doing. They've been well, sitting them. Yeah, it's been happening let, already. Let, let, let's do this. The the West C. You have the Kings, Warriors, um, Minnesota Timberwolves, OKC, and the Spurs. I can see Wimbe. Yeah, I can see OKC taking out Sacramento twice in it. And Sacramento was the fourth C last year. So and now they you might wouldn't have, care. Well, no. Now now you might have them not even make the playoffs, and Dallas can move in there because of the fact they getting beat the crap out of in their pool. It makes a difference because teams are going to be losing. These are oh, this is the thing. It's not a separate tournament. These are still regular season games. No, I I, I understand that. Something. That's I understand that's that. the part I'm trying to draw. I just on. think that the big teams, the teams that are confident in themselves, aren't really going to care. They're just going to keep going through the season like they need to get to their you know oh we need 50 to get in then 50 is the number i need 47 we need to get to 47. you're All still right. gonna have you're still gonna have guys that are gonna load manage it's still gonna happen you know that and teams well, are gonna do that for their players regardless a few years back man james harrison got in a lot of trouble for throwing his kids second place trophy away like <laughs> yes old school this is yeah. a new this new participation trophy thing making up awards making up espies you know making up i mean we had to do the same thing for my son's football team two years ago we had to make an award up for our kids we didn't get anything That's we got to make up something for them it's like if not the iron man maybe the coaches award yeah let's make something up so everybody feels good i mean society's just I, soft nowadays i mean i mean we got a bunch of guys on this show right we got a couple of females that pop on not to be a male show mr pig but we got soft in our society man Sometimes you need to lose and get better and understand that this was my, my year and we need to play hard every night and, and get better and quit just cashing in these checks every Tuesday and and, and and stealing from my fans because I'm not playing hard or getting better. You know, I, just, I don't know, man. I mean, getting the Western Conference MVP 
the Western Conference champions when we lost the championship. You know, all that stuff. Ask any real champion if they were satisfied with their division championship. They'll be like, nah, man. I feel like the, the Buffalo Bills losing four Super Bowls in a row. We ain't no mm-hmm. dynasty. We lost all four of them. You know what I mean? I hear you guys, man. You guys aren't wrong. You guys aren't wrong. But we have to wait and see. I, I still feel like it's going to be a huge success the first year, but I think it's going to have it's going to be a staple two, three seasons from now. So, um, yeah, I wanted to get into some WWE talk because there's a lot of stuff happening with the factions and the things that are happening in the WWE. You had uh, Jay Uso leave, but we don't have time. We kind of ran over. So maybe one of these days in the next coming week or so, um, if I'm on by myself, I'll jump into it. Or you know, maybe one of you guys. I don't know if you guys still watch wrestling. I, 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 I'm I, I down. Always, you down talk a little wrestling? I, yeah, I know of course. Shinsuke. I gotta get caught up. Yes, yeah, so you know your boy Shinsuke going crazy. Your boy every time I, every time I watch him, you didn't tell me he was back. You got you didn't tell me he was back. I'm up. I'm watching him. Shinsuke yeah. is back, and he's yeah, he he's just a got heel. back. He's a heel. Oh, that's good. I like yeah, him. it's it, he, he went and knocked out the champion when he was supposed to be teamed up with him. Is really, this lot of stuff going on? Hey, and, and the bloodline disintegrating, and 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 uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dog on it. What's his name? Big old uh, big old black dude. I forgot his name. Come on, man. Uh, who was the champion? I can't remember his name right now. Easily. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Oh, Lashley. Bobby Lashley putting together a new faction. Hey, man, it's a lot going on, but we will um, talk about that another time because it's, it's still happening. We're way over time. So, But I appreciate y'all coming on, man. I really appreciate y'all. This is the first, um, first week back episode, season five. First episode of season five for the time it's now. Appreciate y'all. Clap it up. Yeah. Five seasons in, man. Couldn't do it without you guys, my brothers. So, um, what I want to say is, um, any last words? Where, where can they find you, Tony? At Discount Audio Wheels, hanging out. Anybody <laughs> want some beat? Just hit me up. Beat get your oh, AC. You must roll over to him. You just get your audios hooked up. I gotta go over there, man. There's a little. There's like a little, a little grasshopper uh, in my 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 dash. Something's like really like staticky. I need to get that fixed. I need my beat right. Nah, you oh, just yeah. gotta let me know, man. Just oh, hit me up. Tony, I'll Tony take care of that. got it, man. Tony will hook you up. I'm not even exaggerating. He's my boy. I'm telling you, this is why he's my boy. I've been rocking with him since he was over at, uh, what's that say? Sounds good. You know, he was, yep. he was over there at manager, they, you know, doing his thing over here. So, and we talking about a decade plus strong. So, that's my guy. Um, AC, where can they reach you? Oh, you can see me every night, every Tuesday night on AC Sports Live. I'd be on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. About Twitch, uh, I stopped going on Twitch. The gamers have just overpowered me, man. I mean, <laughs> they 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 comment weird stuff on my show, like it ain't even like football, basketball, baseball related. It's sometimes game related. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> these dudes are these dudes are like the Twitch dudes. No, I mean Sorry. nothing against the Twitch dudes, man. <sighs> the Twitch dudes are like the mumble rappers of, of hip hop. Oh my like, god! The mumble like, rappers of hip hop. <laughs> I say comment, share, <sighs> and it be some way out stuff. Like it's not oh, even like man. it's not even like Final Fantasy stuff. Like, it's like a different language. So, you oh know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool on Twitch for a little bit. So I find Roblox out guy. Roblox kids. Roblox kids. Roblox and... and, and <laughs> hey, man. These dang oh, old, yeah, these kids crazy, man. So I'm going to hold off on Twitch for a minute. But yeah, All right. hit me up, bro. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for listening to The Time Is Now. Um, y'all have a positive, productive day. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Yes, sir.
we do not have the rights to this music. Love. What is love? Person, a dream? Is it a feeling? Is it peace or all imagination? Maybe love is you. Maybe love is me. Exactly. Because love is everything. I'm wishing, thinking, dreaming about you and the love. How'd I ever let you? From a country called Earth Where we don't know if the sun and moon came first We know pain And we definitely know hurt Live life Cause death is something we can never revert I got a brother named Q He love his mom like me Every woman who birthed a child Should be living for free And every man should carry the load for his family It shouldn't be no enemies Cause children are the casualties If I ruled the world and everything in it I give every kid from Compton to AMX with no limit I put knives in the center seat Lowing on Capitol Hill Yay for president Then I Reveal my new plan for healthcare is every rapper stopping the beat and everybody see the doctor for free. I share my vision so everybody blind can see. I stop the complete stranger in the middle of the street. Now hug somebody, love somebody. Sometimes all we need, sometimes all we need is love. Universal love. They universal love. And I prayed it never happened again Then it did, who killed kids? 19 to be exact How you walk into an elementary school like that? Ain't old enough to buy liquor But old enough to buy guns Dear man, cause you killing your own daughters and sons We hate each other so much We kill each other so much It's like we don't believe in God And he never show up You know what? I see him everywhere Look in the child's eyes Then look within Before you start looking outside Don't let the filters confuse you With your inner self I want your beautiful soul To match your mental health They throwing shade It's nothing to get some new frames We should be rushing to get rushed out of Ukraine, so sick and tired, always picking the side. Tell the government empathize, stop switching the vibes. Ain't nothing to hide when you live in your pride. Uh, if gay is happy, I'm Isaiah Rashad. Uh, yeah, love women, of course. Only human beings connected directly to the source. New life ain't tainted, but the world is, ain't it? Thick it thigh, thick it thigh, thick it, thick it, thigh. Hey, yo, I tell you the rest when I see you. But for now, hug somebody. Love somebody, sometimes all we need, sometimes all we need is love. But you don't know what you got to risk. Universal love. But you don't know what you got to risk. That universal love. But you don't know what you got to uh, right uh. You don't know what you've got
another week, another soapbox. There's so many things I can talk to you about. Um, we all know, Lord knows, there's so many topics I can touch on. But um, this probably won't age well. Maybe it will. But in the current times right now, we're having another storm. And I'm here in Southern California. And Southern California are known as the Sunshine State. And, um, you know, they, they know us for earthquakes and stuff like that. But and, and that we don't have four seasons, we have more like two and a half seasons, uh, a, a long summer, um, no winter, very short spring. You know, uh, I forgot a season. Yeah, we don't really have fall and we definitely don't have winter. So um, our, our springtime, I think we really do have that. We have a long summer. So that's pretty much that. And um, but all of a sudden we have hurricane hillary and mid hurricane we had a 5.5 magnitude earthquake so when you look at places around the world that are having earthquakes they're not usually having earthquakes um when you're looking around the world you're having hurricanes in places that don't usually have hurricanes and tornadoes in places that don't usually have tornadoes and tsunamis uh, on multitudes and growing and growing the, the world is cleansing itself from all the global warming, from all the toxins, the things we filled into this world. But then it, studies will show that this would have happened anyway over time as the world's axis changed and shifts and moves. And they say we're getting closer to the sun. So, yeah, some can do with the ozone layer and, 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 the, and the gas and the O2 and everything going to the CO2. I'm sorry, the carbon monoxide going up in the air. Yes, that's part of it. And us also cutting down our oxygen system, which is our um, trees. That's like the lungs of the earth. And by cutting those down, we're cutting down the lungs. It's like we're sitting here with our vape pens, toxicating our planet. We're just killing it faster. So by having these changes, the world is trying to cleanse itself. It's trying to kill off the cancer. And what is the cancer? Mankind. Mankind are so destructive. As much as creative and beautiful our minds are, as much as we are into poetry and crafts and and, and building things like X Games, you know, jumping off ramps and doing all kinds of cool stuff. We're equally as greedy and 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 willing to kill what we have to kill to get what we need to get. All for money at the end of the day, for greed. And they don't care who they kill because but by the time they get a chance to to live it up and enjoy all of it and, and, and max out on life with things and cars and boats and houses and women and alcohol and all this stuff. Because they don't really believe in an afterlife. They could care less. They say, well, now I'm gone. I don't care if the planet's here or not. They even making plan- plans on leaving this planet and leaving all the people of the minorities, the ones who fight hard to keep it clean. Those who are killing it are already plotting on going to another planet and killing it sounds like cancer looking for another host spreading itself and after it's killing off one host it wants to go to another one sounds like a virus really infect one destroy it as much as it can leech off as much as it can and jump to another host and that's what the human race has become and i i don't even want to say it's a particular race it's the humankind in general you know we can't say one's better than the other and the others are allowing the, the masses to do it. So it is what it is. And I hope we can find a time where we can turn the tables on that. Hope we can find a time where we can even start loving ourselves. There's, there's studies showing right now that there are actually aliens 
that's been known for years. Now we made movies about it, but where do those movies come from? Where do those thoughts come from? Do you really believe in this huge galaxy where the only life forms? It's already been proven that there was water on Mars before. We know what water brings. Water brings life forms. So our, we know that we can exist here. There's probably other planets that were similar to ours with similar oxygen levels and, and, and water, which brings life. What if there's planets that have lived thousands of years longer than us and, and, and have already destroyed their planet or something happened? Maybe they had a meteor shower that, that imploded their planet. Who knows? And they're looking for another place to be. And they, they have their scouters come out here and check us out. Now, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to be devices amongst ourselves? That's what killed off the Native Americans. They didn't speak the same language. They were devices among themselves. It was easy for the Anglos to come in here and kill them off. So at this planet, if we all conduct ourselves like that, you go to Africa, how many different dialects do they have? How many tens of thousands of dialects do they have in short communities, in small areas? You have hundreds of, of languages in, in the matter of towns. So if you can't communicate with one another, how can you defend yourselves? If there is an enemy that came from above that all spoke the same language, will we be able to communicate amongst ourselves and how we're going to defend ourselves? Do we have a plan to defend ourselves if something were to occur? What is the United Nations? We're so busy pointing bombs at each other, we're not even realizing or even thinking about the possibility that someone may come here with their tasers and lasers and kill us all. Are we going to be like Independence Day, that movie that came out in the 90s with Will Smith? We have a moment like that where we can band together and love each other. They say a lot of times when you have a common enemy, it can bring people together. Maybe it's time for the aliens to come and hopefully we can win the battle. And if we do, we could be a greater nation. We could rebuild from that and be one love and only see one color. Because when they come out here and they're gray or purple or green skin, then you'll know. God forbid the aliens aren't anything like the insects. If they're just large insects, you're done. If ants were the size of a dog, forget a human, the size of a dog, we and the amount that they create, we're done. You're no longer the top of the food chain. It is what it is, man. You, you got to understand. If spiders were the size of dogs, you're done. Forget the size of a bear or whale. If the if spiders were the size of dogs, a big dog, you're done. Good luck with those legs. They'll catch you. To... <laughs> Listen, man. At the end of the day. We have to recognize what's happening. I pray that we do better by this country, by, by this nation, by this planet. I pray that we start to see each other as one, look out for each other and get rid of the greed, maybe even get rid of currency altogether. Go back to bartering. No one needs to live in a mansion. We all can live in just nice, nice hotels or decent sized homes. And yes, there will always be homeless people because that's just the nature of it all. There will always be poor people. But we don't have to have wealthy people. We can just have well-off people and all be happy. We can drive nice cars. Why not? I think there's a way we can make this all work if we just take the greed out of it. You don't need an expensive yacht. You don't need a helipad. You don't need 20 bedrooms when it's just you living alone. Why? For what? You can't even enjoy it. You just say, I have it. Oh, I got it. Why do you need 30 cars just to say you have it? Won't you just rent them? Won't you just, why can't we just make the cars people to drive around for a weekend at, at a racetrack and be done with it? 
you know it's just so many different things and, and i'm just rambling at this point now so i'm gonna go ahead and end it but at the end of the day i hope we find a way to choose love choose love love each other regardless of the race color creed religion just love each other i'm tired of democrats and republican parties doing what they're doing all this hate and then just go out and say oh because they're republican that's just stupid we're all human beings we all want the same things we all want to have running water and food and clothing and homes and give our kids the best experience they possibly can have we all want to keep our families safe we all want the same things why can't we just see past our differences and, and embrace our similarities we'll see until next time you can win as long as you keep your head to the sky be optimistic well, that's it this week, guys. Another great week. Another great show. All right. I want to thank my boys, AC from AC Sports Live, for joining us again. And Tony from Sports Coffee. Thank y'all for stopping in and making this a blessed, blessed episode. The music choice this week was Universal Love by Game featuring Chris Breezy. Go ahead and give that some more spins. Give that some more spins. I know you guys are going to enjoy that one. That's a good one. Um, remember... If you like the show, like it. Of course, of course, share. And of course, of course, subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altars with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer looks with favor on your offsprings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why? It is because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. Has not the one God made you? You belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God see? Godly offspring. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. The man who hates and divorces his wife says the Lord, the God of Israel, does violence to one he should protect, says the Lord Almighty. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful. Malachi 2, 13 through 16. Remember. Spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.